Hello. Hello. This is loud. You are listening to We Like Things. And, and so should you. So should you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're still getting the hang of that um, intro. Uh, last week, we actually did a really good job. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Somehow. I know, but... Um, but yeah, We Like Things and So Should You is, um, is, this, sh- is this show... And uh, it's, uh, sorry. No, no. Do you want to talk about it? I was just going to introduce us because oh, we've been talking go, for a bit. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my name is Brenny. And I'm Melissa. And the show is just a, a place where I have an excuse to hang out with my partner and we get to talk about things we really enjoy and we think that you would enjoy it. So here mm-hmm. we are. Yeah, we like talking about things we like and we want to share it. Um... Oh, well, it's all done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so we're just two cool cats on the radio. Doing our thing. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, um, so this show, basically, we each talk about things that we really enjoy, um, and usually we pick one big thing each that we take, like, a little solid amount of time to talk about, um, just because we have that as our that's our that's our premise yes that's our uh, scheduled so but before we get into the big thing that we're going to talk about we could talk about a couple of little things we like the little likes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i like that little likes little likes um so renan do you have any little likes you want to talk Ooh, about hot chocolate it's, it started getting cold and it's very confusing if you've been outside in any capacity in the past week mm-hmm. uh, it's a little bit cold and it's a little bit hot and if you're Canadian that's not new that's how every year is so it's not yeah. a surprise yeah but when it's really cold we were gifted with small satchels of hot chocolate yes and boy howdy is it just great to just have have a good hot cup have a good hot chocolate when you're cold <clears throat> yeah that's a great thing yeah mine's actually very similar except for mine is going to be when you have a cup of coffee and you think it's done and then you look and there's still like a couple sips left in it that's the best yeah that's my little like oh jeez. and then you just go and then oh yeah you can do so much with that because if you have depending on how much coffee you have left you can just put hot chocolate in there add more hot water Or you just throw it in the microwave and you got a little bit of coffee to get you through the afternoon. There you go. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other little likes? No, I, this was, I wasn't prepared for this. So this is all I thought about right now. Okay. Well, my other one. Oh, okay. I actually could go on forever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But another one that I have is high-waisted pants. Oof. You got me there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I love high-waisted pants. A majority of my wardrobe is high-waisted pants. And yeah, they're great. And I also, yeah. They look good. They feel good. <laughs> they used to be such a good um, st- sense of style. And nobody, actually, I don't know anything about style, but saying that it's coming back or that it's not coming back, I have no idea. I think high waisted pants are back. Exactly. They're here to stay. Exactly. Well, I don't think they ever left. No, I think, you're right. I think the community, people in general, have slept let's, on them. Let's, let's take this up a notch. High waisted pants with pleats, pleated high waisted pants. Anyway, um, yeah, I could tell you a story about pleated high-waisted pants. What is it? <laughs> Maybe we <laughs> could save that for The story with my dad in the high-waisted pleated pants. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. Yeah, that's not what this show is about. No, it's not. 
it's a good it's a good story but <laughs> I, I love pleated pants probably more because of that story excellent um all right well let's get into the things we're here to talk about mm. who you... who went first last time i did i did you did so then how about i go first yes sounds good <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing i don't know Every, like all of our all our reactions to each other are very brand new because we've never done something like this before with each other and none of like we have no idea what the other one's gonna do anyways yeah so i'm here to talk to you <clears throat> about this fairly old well old is relative i think it came out a couple years ago you might know it um a game called Bloodborne. <laughs> now, <laughs> like all the research you put into this. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, for some reason I had it in my head that it was t 2012, and I was like, that's way too old. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just had to look it up just to double check. It's uh, 2015 is when it came out. It's a big difference. And um, yeah, yeah. Shh, 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 shh. So yeah, so Bloodborne came out in 2015. Um, it's kind of a part of the the Soulsborne series of games um, that includes Demon Souls, Dark Souls One, Two, and Three, uh, Bloodborne, which came out in tandem with uh, Dark Souls Two, and then the newest game called Sekiro: uh, Shadows Die Twice. Um, they're all made by the same company from Software, and they're reputably known as some of the most difficult games and they're built to be that way yeah um uh i'm primarily going to talk about uh bloodborne in particular but um uh the the souls born uh, style of games they're they're a third person uh, action adventure i i guess technically um you and with a bit of uh, role-playing elements into it you you collect souls or blood or i can't remember what it is in sekiro it doesn't matter. You collect whatever it is from, from the enemies you kill. I uh, use that to level up your skills, and you just get better and better and better. Um, in Bloodborne, there's the, um, the, uh, the director. I can't remember what his name was, and I should have done my research. Um, Hidetaka <laughs> Miyazaki. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he got a lot of his... Um, influence from this is very funny <laughs> Melissa's trying to look something up on the computer and everything she's looking up is not working um okay here there we go uh -huh. <laughs> um so yeah sorry i didn't mean to distract you from your no, that's okay. um yeah bloodborne has a lot of influences from um hp lovecraftian kind of novels and things like that um very cthulhu-esque you know um just people turning into beasts, uh, werewolves, Cthulhu-esque types of monsters, um, everything of that kind of nature. Um, and your character, um, you you wake up in this medical office per se, um, being administered blood, and you and you're just told, you wake up on this bed, and you're just told that um, through like a note, I think you find. Um, seek the pale blood and that's like that's your introduction to the game you have no idea what's going on you wake up you walk down the stairs and there's a half-dead werewolf creature um, that you can either fight and with your fist and you it's it's really great because you just slap them the if mm. you you don't, if you don't have a weapon you just like karate chopping people it's great um, and then and then you fail right oh yeah yeah okay yeah, yeah. I, like if <laughs> yeah. you're if you're well versed in the game you you can kill it and it's just very tough it has like I think it has like a hundred health or something like that, and you do like two damage each. Mm -hmm. You can you can wait it out, but it's not worth it. 
Um, and yeah, you 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 go through, you die, and you wake up in this hunter's dream, um, where you're told like a little bit more of the world. the the dream The hunter's dream is kind of where um, the hunters of this world, uh, Yarnum. Um, are able to kind of have a rest and reprieve before they go back into reality um, to to go on these hunts. Um, and as you start playing the game and you learn more about the world, um, which side note, you don't actually have to do. You can you can kind of burn through this game. Um, just it's it's just very difficult enemies, uh, lots of mob type enemies, and then just giant monstrous bosses. Uh, it's very exciting, very fun to kind of just deal with. Um, but when you get into the lore of the game and the story, you find out that this this town in general, the city, Yarnum, the people um, kind of started delving into, instead of traditional medicine, blood ministration. And underneath the city, they kind of found, um, <clears throat> um, in, in I think it was called Chalice Tombs or, and whatnot, um, the Great Ones. And the Great Ones were effectively like Cthulhu-esque monsters. There were these like very alien and very for lack of a better word monstrous entities they were huge and um they there's a lot of story in terms of that as well there there there's the devotion that people had to these beings um some people used uh, the corpses of some of these entities um to administer blood and and that became a part of the healing church and the healing church had this whole blood administration and everything like that was exciting and then after a while, all the people that were administered with this this healing blood started to turn into beasts, and then the the hunt came into effect. And then it was you know people of the church were hunting the people that they were actually turning into beasts. It's this very wild circular kind of logic, and and the whole point. Um, I can't remember the 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 man's name. He was uh, like the head of uh, the church or the uh, the research facility in Bergenworth, which doesn't apply. I'm just saying words right now. Um, it's a it's like another research facility in the game that you find. Um, their their end goal was to kind of just ascend as humanity and and open their eyes in their brains and have their their kind of their brains lined with with eyes so they can see different realities and and all this nonsense. But like, as someone, sorry to interrupt, but no, someone please. who, you know, myself, I only see like little bits and pieces of mm -hmm. these games when I see like you play them or other people. I feel like a lot of this story that you're talking about is super like peripheral and you really oh, have to like hunt for it. Like it, it's not like, it really is. oh, like really obvious, like, oh, this is what's going on. It's like you could know the story or you could just really not. Yeah. And, and that's, it's kind of my first time playing the game. It actually took me almost like five years to beat this game because I started uh, well, obviously not five years. The game's been out for four. Um, but when I started, the game was so difficult for me. It was such a steep learning curve and I wasn't used to it. I Every time I got stuck, I almost took like months at a time breaks. So every time I came back to it, I had to read up on it. The game itself, you like I said, you wake up in this... Um, this medical room and you kind of just have to figure out what's going on you you go down into the streets of Yarnum all the people are starting to turn beastly there there's hair just long hair and, and fangs growing claws out of their bodies um and you just kind of make your way through them mm -hmm. you you reach these other larger beasts and you kind of just determine that all the people that have kind of set up this cycle of of bestial transformation and, and higher celestial nonsense, they kind of just need to be eradicated. So you're, mm -hmm. 
at face value, you're you're on the hunt and you're you're there to hunt beasts. And that's that's kind of all you really need to know going into this game. It's very mm-hmm. you're right, like at face value, that is what the game. You're a hunter, yeah. you need to hunt, and there's beasts for you to hunt. Um and then like I, I was also, immediately going into what like it's it, it can get very confusing and I'm I am aware of what what I said could be just like what are you talking about, Brendy? Like get out of here. Um but you can just sit down with each pit uh, bit of lore that you find or like scraps of paper you can talk to all these other people and kind of discover the world as you're going through it and kind of really figure out what's what's going on yeah quick note on the monsters also very horrifying oh my god some it's... of the scariest <laughs> things i've ever seen i just like look over sometimes when brennan's playing and i'm less like Oof. yeah the, um... what is that like a lot of a lot of the beasts are people that are turning into beasts so you still see a bit of their humanity or you still see like their their human-esque bodies a lot of the monsters in the area that i'm at right now because i'm replaying the game um their heads be- because a lot of the blood administration or at least to my understanding affects your brain because um a literal not it wasn't being metaphorical they literally want to line their brains with eyes so they can see um uh, other planes of existence or whatnot or higher yeah. learning it's yeah you know it's wild they do experiments on other people there's the dlc is kind of all about that they they literally just destroyed this fishing village which hp lovecraft very racist dude um but uh wrote some really nice books so just take that as it is um you know mm-hmm. but um he wrote i can't remember what the story was called but it was literally about a fishing village just being just tormented by this like um monstrosity and that's kind of what the old hunters dlc is about um but in that you you find some of these bodies or some some skulls where it's literally shown that there are eyes lined in these dead skulls it didn't work obviously these experiments some of them didn't work some of them did and here we are with the beast hunt but um Mm -hmm. yeah it is very terrifying um yeah 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 (laughs) it's a wild game yeah (laughs) i'd probably like to play it sometime but We'll see. Steep learning curve. It, you keep yeah, at it. The, the, it seems very hard to them. The main focus of that game, once you learn how everything is going around, if you know how to build your character, you can knock it out of the park. Once you realize that you need to build a strong character or a fast character, once you start upping those skills, you'll be fine. But mm-hmm. that's, I guess that's my advice for anyone trying to start those kind of games. Or at least with yeah. Bloodborne. Bloodborne's super easy with that. Skills in Dark Souls, I have no idea what's going on. I have to look that up. <laughs> I have a walkthrough with me every step of the way. Or you need a Tristan. Oh, yeah. My buddy Tristan <laughs> knows all about these games. He's, he's literally sat beside me playing these games. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, we're doing this. I'm not telling you how that happens. And I get stabbed in the back. And he's like, oh, you got to learn the game. And I was like, <laughs> this yeah, but he's also like, put your skills into that and that and that. Oh, yes. And that's like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's he sets a living you up for failure, but also. He, no, he sets you up to learn that the world is unfair. He's yes. not going to, he's not going to stop the world from hurting you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. What a good teacher. Yes, he's very good. <laughs> um, I've talked a lot about my thing. Okay. Yeah. I'll get into my thing now. Absolutely. What, what uh, might you have? My thing is guinea pigs. <laughs> more specifically um my oh our two little guinea pigs oppa and momo last year i last year wow <laughs> holy moly uh last week uh my thing was avatar the last airbender the show not the movie and um two of the characters in that show who are little animals well one's big it's a water bison and the other one's a little lemur flying, flying water bison yeah flying water bison well i don't know who 
It's, it's it, a flying bison. It's, Water bison it's, is it not. Is, it is a flying bison. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a flying bison named Appa and then a little lemur boy named Momo. And um, anyway, we named our guinea pigs after them, Appa and Momo. And since having them, I've learned a lot of things about guinea pigs, and I love them a lot. Um, one of the really interesting things about guinea pigs is that um, although their diet is like 90% hay, um, they need to eat a lot of hay, mostly because their teeth are constantly growing. So if they don't eat that hay, then it doesn't like keep their teeth at a good level because they can over, like some rodents, like their teeth can get too long. Um, and that can cause discomfort, but also they need like daily vegetables um, or else they can get scurvy because they do not pr um, produce their own, um, they don't produce their own vitamin C. So terrifying. I mean, yeah. we don't really either, but we eat. We don't know. Yeah. But yeah, they're like some of the only animals that don't produce their own vitamin C. Um, so you have to feed them vegetables every day, but they love vegetables so it's much very exciting every um, time we go into the fridge it's, it's a it's a mystery whether or not we have to feed them because they will just yeah. start screaming at us yeah because they um they get really used to routines and like sounds so when you when they associate certain sounds with different things so when you open like a fridge door they associate that sound with getting vegetables and they make this sound which is called weaking which is like a really high-pitched like yeah, like that. I'll actually show you what yeah, it sounds sure. like. So I have we a little could... video of... <gasps> you do? You brought the video. I brought the video. Um, it's a little video of... So part of guinea pig time as well, that they need like a big enclosure. Um, I'll get to the weeking in one minute because I know you're probably all really looking forward to hearing the weeking. It's very special. Um, but guinea pigs also make a whole like other array of sounds there's a lot of sounds they make <laughs> they have a whole language because they're herd animals so they really are social animals um and that's a really special part about them so they um yeah they're best kept if you have a guinea pig as a pet it's best kept they're best if you have more than one guinea pig yes um, it's, it was terrifying learning that um, they can get depression and just die they can just be too sad yeah so like either a really close human companion that you're always like giving them a lot of attention but however humans can't speak guinea pig language obviously with the weaking and they also do purring and cooing and there's a thing called rumbling there's a lot of different <laughs> languages and things that they say um so knowing that um you can kind of tell as a human what they're saying but you can't really talk to them in the same way that a guinea pig friend could so that's why we have two you're personifying uh, guinea pigs quite a bit you're you're well yeah <laughs> i love them um and anyway uh so yeah um so they need like a lot of space um because if you have more than one they need their own space which is what i was getting to with the space aspect um especially we have two boys and they are territorial and can be aggressive and guinea pigs actually do show like aggression and try and fight each other to be the dominant one so they can get quite um in each other's faces about it it's very it's very it's very un well it's not cool because it's very kind of spooky if they're fighting they're growling at each other they're so rumbling. cute still still but one of the best things if you i try not to i i guess i guess look it up in your own time but like know that they're fighting um guinea pigs will drop kick each other <laughs> yeah. i've seen appa just swing his butt towards Momo yeah. and just smash him in the face with his yeah. back leg. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then I feel really bad because Momo yeah. just got hit. 
Yeah, but it's it's gentle enough. It's like as long as it that's like really normal behavior as they try and like maintain their dominance. Um, it's like if it gets to the point where they're biting each other and they're drawing blood, that's the time when you have to yes. like separate them. Um, but we've never got to that point, so that's good. Um, especially because we when we first got them, we actually adopted them. Um, off of a Kijiji family who is looking to rehome them. I will, um, I will thrash this family. I don't know their names, and I'm not going to, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But this family was awful. Their house was full of smoke. Okay, so No. They got them as toys, and the kids didn't want them, and they were like, oh, we just have guinea pigs. Now what? And they were, they were in a they were in an environment that was so small, almost as small as, like, the, the length of both of my arms yes. put together. Wow. I was so upset. It wasn't the best home, no. But that's, yeah, we built them. They're in a good uh, home. We built them a better one. And yeah, so we don't dwell on that. It's things things we like, not things we don't like. I apologize for that. Exactly. No tangents about things we don't (laughs) like. Um, So yeah. um, But yeah, they're really good now. Um, So the whole point of this long tangent about space and herds and everything is that um, when you clean their cage you give them some floor time which is just basically like giving them a bigger area to roam around in Um, and we used to do that in the hallway of our apartment because it's quite small Um, but now we have a kind of dog pen that we set up and then it's a bigger area for them to run around in Um, because um, I follow a lot of guinea pig Instagrams and there's a lot of people who just like let their guinea pigs just walk around their house and we have too many wires and, and small whole places where they could crawl under and get lost and honestly I can't can't take that stress of them going <laughs> under one of those spots and yeah. So and we don't do that. We always have them closed into an area. But this little clip of Momo weeking is um, from one of their floor times where I was just sitting with them and I called them over for their veggies and then they started weeking. So I will play that for you now. And you will hear me call to Momo or I say, come here, boys. And then and the party happens. Then the party happens. Come here, boys. Yeah. Okay, let's just go back a little bit and hear that again. Yeah, let's do that again. That's their special sound. It's so cute. I can't... It's it's one of the best things that I have ever heard. And, like, yeah, they really get used to, as I said, like, um, certain sounds. So when I call them or say, like, boys, or we open the fridge, they'll start weaking. Sometimes when we come home after, a, like, a, a longer period of time not being home... Um, when we come home and turn on the lights, they'll like just poke their heads out and just kind of like look around and be like, oh, they're back. Yeah. It's just, it's so good. It's so good having a little dude. Two little dudes. Two little dudes. Um, yeah. Some other things about them. Another really special thing that sometimes accompanies the weaking is popcorning. <gasps> popcorning is when they basically jump straight up or jump and start in Appa's case he kind of jumps and like shakes his whole body he freaks out and that's just when they get really excited they just do this little dance and just for you essentially just, it honestly i it's probably we, just for them we got these we got our guinea pigs in january and so we've only had them for few months but i've learned so many things about guinea pigs oh just, no, we've had them for a long time yeah 10 months just it's october Side note on the popcorn, uh, on the popcorning, um, guinea pigs can't do vertical, 
Um, if you have like a second story in their pen, they can they can kind of go up a ramp, but they like they can go up a ramp. Good. No, 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 I know, but no. Uh, like they, they can't cannot climb. Ju- they can't climb. They can't properly jump. Please do not let them have the ability to fall because they will. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those. So the fact that they can like literally like 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 popping corn, they just kind of like jump, uh, flail, and then land. It's the best thing in the entire world. That so is fun. absolutely something you should look up. Just go on YouTube. Just guinea look pig up popcorn. guinea pig popcorn, and you'll you'll yeah. you'll lose your goddamn mind. Yeah. Um. Ju- oh, also, just follow a bunch of guinea pig uh, Instagrams because it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I don't personally. Melissa does. I follow a lot. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of really good ones. Um. That have some really great guinea pigs you can also follow oppa and momo yes. at oppa and momo the guinea pigs on instagram i don't really update it that much but at least you can see what they look like and you can watch that video of momo weeking over yes. and over and over again because it's on there um but yeah it's a uh, they are some really special guys um another thing very special about guinea pigs is that they um love to hide and go in these like little cuddly coves because they are primarily prey animals so they get very scared um, when people try and pick them up or go hover around their cage some guinea pigs become really accustomed to that and like being cuddled and held Um, our guinea pigs are kind of mixed they don't mind being held once they're there really but But they don't like the picking up process when 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 they're being picked up they think they're gonna die like that's yeah there's no there's no way around it that's what they're thinking and they freak out but then as soon as you have them they're like oh I'm safe, technically. Yeah, they like that. They like when you have them. Um, And then, yeah, they like being pet on their head. There's just so many cute little things about guinea pigs that are very special. Um, I love them a lot, and... When yeah. when they're curious about things, they'll they'll investigate with their teeth like a lot of animals. But guinea pigs don't like really bite hard. Even if I I've never tested this and I would never want to test it. But I, I'm sure like even if they're scared or, or frightened, they don't. They probably won't bite that hard. So, you know, when when you're trying to pet them and they think you have food, they'll like nibble at your fingers and it's like ah I'm expecting this to hurt and it really doesn't and that's so yeah. cute, and it's so amazing. Yeah, well because their main defenses, um, they're not really. You can't really find many guinea pigs in the wild, but their main defense is, um, like, running away or freezing. Yeah. So um, they are not really known to bite. If, if you have them as pets, they don't normally bite their owners. Even when you're, like, picking them up or mm-hmm. doing things that they don't necessarily enjoy, they will show you in different ways than biting most of the time. Um, like, if they do freeze up, then you can tell that they're scared. Um, but, yeah, there's lots of really cool things about them i really implore everyone to look into maybe adopting a guinea pig there's lots that need rehoming and obviously please do that save them yeah i can't imagine how many other guinea pigs are out there yeah that need to be saved yeah it's true they're and they're not toys they're not and i've talked to other people about this and that's all i will say because this is a feel-good podcast it's, oh, it's a radio show. It's a radio show, yeah. But we feel good about guinea pigs. Yes, we really do. And, uh, yeah, so weaking, popcorning, um, rumbling, look into it. It's um, Drop kicking? Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, something, that's something they do, for sure. Um, but, yeah, they're really great. And, yeah, if you ever get the chance to 
look at more guinea pig stuff, I definitely um, recommend it. There's also like a lot of guinea pig communities, which I'll mention really quickly. Like online, there's lots of forums, which is how I got a lot of information about guinea pigs. Um, but also, like last weekend, we went to a guinea pig picnic. Oh, that was nuts. That was it wild. It was in Toronto. Was that last weekend? It was, yeah. I think it was like two weekends ago. It was, it oh, yeah, it was two weekends yeah. ago um, in, at the end of September. And it was in a park in Toronto, and basically all these people just brought their guinea pigs, and they just had these communal pens, and all the people were putting their guinea pigs in to interact with other guinea pigs. They had all these vendors. They had, like, specialty breeds of guinea pigs because there's lots of different types of guinea pigs, like long-haired ones, ones with this, like, wild curly hair. Oh, yeah. It looked like someone had conditioned their guinea pig and then, like, curled it. Literally, like, had a mini curling iron. It 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 was was beautiful. It was magic. Um, But, yeah, things like that exist. So, (laughs) I mean... It, it's a wild world when you <laughs> look into it more but i feel I, like i feel like there's communities for everything and as soon as you get excited about it it's like oh what's this like yeah. even for like bloodborne and, and dark souls like trying to look things up and and being like oh everybody experiences this of course they do this is yeah. a terrible thing in this game yeah so yeah there's there's always a community go check out guinea pigs because they're great yeah go check out appa and momo the guinea pigs on instagram um, and yeah that's, we're, we're pretty much done that's pretty much all from us um but we will give a shout out to matt campbell um slash luca slash last common universe last, last universal common, common ancestor. ancestor slash uh, jim parrot don't um, want to forget him right yes um but yeah they are the ones who supply our music for our show um our lovely little background um guitar and marimba tune and then we also have um the song that we play at the end of our show called spiral arms which we hope you enjoy yeah and if uh we as we kind of go along we might we might change up the the ending song i know my one friend kind of said that he wanted us to kind of just give him a shout out so we'll we'll do that Mm -hmm. but as time goes on uh, check out Luca. Last comment. Ah, you, you got me doing it. You got me doing it. <laughs> last Luca. Last Universal Common Ancestor yeah. uh, on Spotify. Um, they're doing a bunch of cool stuff. Here is Spiral Arms to to play us off. And uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. We like things. And so should, so should you. you. <laughs>